0: Beijing is facing its worst COVID outbreak. Around
1: 250 million people were infected during the first weeks of December. China had reported only 37 deaths caused by COVID-19.
2: Urge China to be fully transparent about what's going on.
1: We do know that we don't know the cases right now. The BBC has found evidence of a considerable COVID death toll in China's rural areas.
3: if you visit local
0: crematoriums, WHO still believes that uh, deaths are heavily underreported uh, from China.
4: The regime's prestige is based upon this idea that they are really good managers of, of everything that's going on in the country. And if, if uh, the COVID numbers are not supporting that, well, one way to address that problem is to eliminate the COVID numbers, right?
5: Within eight days, I lost five close relatives.
3: The information that we got at the front end of this thing uh, wasn't perfect, and has led us now to a place where much of the challenge we face today. It's
6: very important uh, for us to be on the same page.
4: That is what China has not allowed to happen.
0: If you cannot get real data from China, all your estimations will be way off.
6: My close relatives, among them, there are four died already, that is from one family.
2: We calculated how long each furnace burns, and then we came back to make an overall estimate, which is around 380 million.
1: If you believe the COVID 19 data, reported by Chinese authorities, the country's COVID-19 response is a miracle in human history. No one in China has died of COVID-19 since February 23rd, although 90% of the population has been infected. And for three full years, right up to the day Beijing ended its zero COVID-19 policy, China reported just over 5,200 COVID-19 deaths. Since the start of the pandemic, China's COVID-19 death toll stood at less than 90,000, or 600 thousands of a percent of the country's population. Now, according to official statistics, China's COVID-19 mortality rate is falling at the fastest pace in the world. By February, authorities reported deaths were down to less than 1,000 per week. That's an extremely low mortality rate, just 7 and 10 millions of a percent for the entire country. By the end of February, COVID-19 deaths reported in China fell 100% all the way down to zero. That's from over 4,000 daily deaths just a month prior. In comparison, COVID-19 deaths in the U.S. peaked at over 2,600 a day in early 2022 and then fell by 46 percent to about 1,400 a month later. In other words, over the same one-month period, China's COVID-19 deaths dropped by more than double the U.S. rate, signaling the steepest drop in COVID-19 deaths worldwide. In response, the Chinese regime was triumphant. In mid-February, the Politburo Standing Committee, Beijing's decision-making organ, met for talks. Officials there said the Communist Party's policies and adjustment of COVID-19 controls since November had been, quote, totally right, and that the public would agree with the conclusion. But if you suspect China's data is misleading, perhaps these reports can shed some light. First, a new wave of the virus exploded in China since at least December 2022, if not earlier. Signs of the surge were everywhere. We spoke to hospital staff, funeral home personnel, and local residents across China about the situation. To protect their identities, we altered some of their voices.
6: We're
2: short on beds now. All beds have been full since the new year, basically every
6: day.
3: For cremation, we don't have space to store bodies. It's all full because during this time, the pressure on funeral homes throughout the city is very tense, and we are not allowed to rest now.
5: My friend is doing a funeral service change. People died, and some have set up a hall or something. Now the business is booming, all booked. A friend of mine, his dad, said that during this period, a month and a half, he's been to seven memorials.
7: My neighbor told me before the new year that more than 20 people died. And that community wasn't big, with only dozens of houses.
1: US data analyst George Calhoun has examined COVID-19 data from China over the past few years, especially the official COVID-19 death toll.
4: So if you have uh, an outbreak that is uh, out of control and uh, breaking down your medical uh, institutions and putting stress on on the economy in the way that it has. Well, that doesn't support your story that...
1: Former U.S. Army officer and microbiologist Sean Lin says in the eyes of the Chinese Communist Party, the so-called success of its zero-COVID-19 approach, marked by severe lockdowns, contact tracing and mass testing, only proves the system's superiority.
0: An incentive, They want to present an image to Chinese people as well, to the whole world, that the Chinese model work, the CCP model.
1: But that claim only works if the numbers add up. The only problem is, can we trust the numbers?
6: The
5: CCP's CDC announced that from December 7th last year to January 8th this year, in the span of just over a month, only 37 people across the country died of COVID-19.
1: 37. That's the official figure of COVID-related deaths reported in China after the zero COVID-19 policy ended on December 7th. On January 14th, just a week later, China's health officials announced a big edit raising the official COVID-19 death toll since last December from 37 to about 60,000.
6: They are kind of like a reported number gave people a kind of like an impression of jumping around, you know, a sudden jump uh, with no explanation, uh, which does
1: not make any sense. Dr. Mai Hu is a pathologist at Washington University School of Medicine. Since then, reports of overwhelmed hospitals and overflowing funeral homes have inundated the internet and global media
6: headlines. My close relatives, among them, there are four died already. That is from one family.
4: 37 deaths, that's, you almost uh, think there's a sense of humor, dark humor there to report a number like that.
1: In February, Time magazine quoted Yan Zhonghuang, senior fellow at the Council on Foreign Relations for Global Health, as saying the problem for China is the extent of that undercount or what causes that undercount. First, you have the strict definition that discourages doctors from reporting COVID-related deaths. Second, you only count those cases when people die in hospitals. In China's COVID-19 data pipeline, there are some seemingly obvious information drop-offs. Until now, China has only counted fatalities in which a scan showed lung damage caused by the virus. So the death wasn't counted if COVID-19 was only a contributing factor. Unlike China's method, the World Health Organization's guidelines said the deaths in which COVID-19 is a contributing cause must be counted.
5: No country in the world is changing the definition of COVID-19 deaths. It's set by the WHO, followed by all countries.
1: Those excluded in China's data could be a sizable group. As the economist noted, the virus of COVID-19 elevates deaths of those with other illnesses at alarming rates. Additionally, China's death tally only includes patients who died while in hospitals and who tested for COVID-19. The 60,000 figure means on average, only six people died of COVID-19 for every 100 hospitals and medical facilities during the peak of the surge. What about the rest? Like those who died at home, and those among the half billion people in China's rural areas who lack easy access to healthcare facilities. But even those who died in hospitals may not have been certified as COVID 19 deaths. In this video, a patient in Shanghai asked a doctor for a COVID 19 diagnosis certificate.
4: In the case of China, the the physicians, the doctors, at hospitals, when they have to certify a death certificate, if someone had COVID but they also had diabetes, they're reported as having died of something other than COVID.
0: Of course, it's asking them to lie.
1: As of February 23rd, the total official COVID-19 deaths in China since 2019 count up to just over 88,000. 94% of the death toll occurred between last December and this February, about three months. Our investigation to even access that official death toll was clouded by a fog of skewed data. China's National Health Commission suddenly stopped publishing daily COVID-19 infections and deaths near the end of last year. The Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention was still publishing data until earlier this year. Since January, China has reported COVID-19 deaths only a handful of times. In December, the official death count even had one struck off. And on one occasion, data from China's CDC and National Health Commission reflected a near 20-fold discrepancy for COVID-19 infections and hospitalizations. China also has no rolling mechanism to smooth daily fluctuations. Although death rates are charted according to official figures and weekly reports, no specific numbers are given. Without officials providing reliable data, we delved into frontline reports, online postings, statistic models, and spoke to experts from different areas to find out the true toll of China's COVID-19 pandemic. But before we get into that, perhaps you are wondering, why should we even care? The virus came
4: out of China. There's nothing unusual about that.
1: Wuhan Hubei province, the origin of the COVID-19 pandemic and the only COVID-19 hotspot in China in 2019. Yet the city's death count was adjusted at the very beginning of the outbreak. By April 2020, the original COVID-19 death toll in the city was set at about 2,500. Then a day later, officials added another thousand deaths, said to be the result of failures by hospitals to report numbers correctly. That brought the Wuhan death count up to less than 4,000, where it still stands today. Outside of the city, another 600 deaths were reported in Hubei province. Beyond Hubei province, there have been just over 100 COVID-19 deaths reported in all of China over three years, a total of less than 5,000. If that data is to be believed, how did the virus not spread throughout the rest of China?
6: The critical issue is the lack of transparency. Consistent lack of transparency. This is a threat to the whole world. A
1: 2021 study by the British Medical Journal found an eight-fold increase in pneumonia deaths in Wuhan compared to the same period in 2019. That's nearly 6,000 more deaths and nearly three-fifths of them were not attributed to COVID-19 in the original official count. In May 2021, The Economist reanalyzed the same data. That investigation found that the total excess deaths in Wuhan reached more than 13,000. That's triple China's official count and double the British report's estimate.
0: So, for these models, disease British models is always garbage in, garbage out. If you cannot get the real data from China, all your estimations will be way off.
1: According to a professor at Johns Hopkins University, people are hungry for data, good data, as he worries that there might be too many models out there. Only when people
5: have the correct information can they make correct judgments.
6: It's very important for us to keep on the, you know, to be on the same page, uh, you know, exchange the critical value, you know, information so people can take uh, corresponding
1: actions. With good data, researchers can predict how many people will likely get infected with the virus. Governments can implement countermeasures and policies. Health organizations can better understand patients' needs. And the Chinese people can stay informed about the true scale of the calamity descending on their country.
4: That is what China has not allowed to happen from really the first outbreak right on through to today. The destruction of data, the hiding of information, the suppression of uh, reports of all sorts, the, uh, all of that has uh, put a, a big cloud uh, of uncertainty over this very critical part of the epidemiological chain.
1: During the earlier pandemic, Time magazine interviewed many sickened in Wuhan residents and relatives of presumed COVID-19 victims they were never included on official death or infection tallies. And just like how China defied WHO guidelines on how to define a COVID-19 death, since the outbreak, China has changed what constitutes a COVID-19 infection in its official statistics at least eight times. It wasn't until the end of March 2020 that Beijing finally included asymptomatic infections in its official reports. In 2020, a U.S. study led by Dr. Mei He on the official outbreak in China's Wuhan estimated 36,000 could have died at the time, 10 times the official figure.
6: People die, 1,000 people. It's different than the kind of like impact of 10,000 people, right? Or even higher.
1: Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo had earlier told CNBC. Now Beijing's actions have set America's prevention efforts back.
3: And the information that we got at the front end of this thing uh, wasn't perfect, and has led us now to a place where much of the challenge we face today.
5: That is, if the CCP didn't lie, the loss would be greatly reduced.
1: A study by the British University of Southampton found 95% of COVID-19's global spread could have been reduced if China had come clean with the initial Wuhan outbreak and intervened earlier. It's a big deal if China underreported Wuhan's mortality data during this period. This would prove two things. First, that Chinese authorities knew that COVID-19 deaths were much higher than reported. Second, that other COVID-19 deaths in China may have been excluded or incorrectly attributed to other causes.
4: About the 1st of April 2020, the Chinese Statistics just shut down on COVID, re- reporting COVID mortality, reporting anything really related to COVID. And
1: Prior to April 2020, COVID-19 was raging in Wuhan with an unusually high case fatality rate, over four times higher than the rest of the world's. On April 17, 2020, official COVID-19 mortality figures in mainland China dropped to zero until next year's January. The official 0.0% case fatality rate over three different time periods lasted for a total of two years. But that's not because the virus has been eliminated. During these periods, China officially reported a total of over 270,000 COVID-19 cases without a single death attributed to the disease.
4: Any figures that are coming out of the Official Chinese channels these days are just uh, to be almost dismissed out of hand.
1: To solve the puzzle between China's reported COVID-19 death rates and the true death rates, Calhoun has taken an approach called excess mortality. It basically compares current levels of COVID-19 impacted mortality with past trends to reveal the surplus deaths over the normal baseline. According to United Nations data, China's crude death rate jumped significantly in 2019. It increased by six times the previous decade's trend line. Prior to 2019, the rate had been increasing slowly, reflecting an aging population. The sudden increase from 2019 continued in 2020 and 2021. By 2021, over two years into the pandemic, the sharp inflection since 2019 added about a million surplus deaths above the trend line.
4: There was some kind of public health crisis that added at least one million excess deaths in 2020 and 2021. What could that public health crisis have been? Well. Uh, I think COVID is probably at the top of the list for for answering that question.
1: In 2021, the official figure of China's COVID-19 death was just over 5,000. In other words, China reported less than 1% of the total unreported COVID-19 deaths in the country. Yet that undercount only makes up 6% of China's official COVID-19 death toll so far, meaning the overall undercount could be even greater. So how many people actually died? All
4: the indications suggest that it's going to be in the millions of uh, COVID deaths.
1: According to CEIC data, crematorium industry shows a steady decline in overall mortality in China before 2019. Then there was a turnaround. Coinciding with the COVID-19 pandemic, the number of employees in the cremation industry made a sudden upward shift in 2019. The number of crematoria increased by more than 10% in 2021. And over 600 additional furnaces were built to meet the surging demand. But keep in mind that these figures are just based on the official data that Chinese authorities decide to make available.
2: There are actually more cremated corpses than the official count in this 10% crematoria
1: increase. Dr. Dong is the former department head of a Swiss drug corporation. She shared a shocking video with us, received from an insider contact in China early in January. The video captured corpses scattered on a city street in China.
6: As we can
2: see in the video, the street is full of corpses piled up, those we can see. There's also this temporary small tent, although we can't see what's inside. According to our speculation, they too should be filled with corpses. He then said that up the stairs were also corpses.
1: The man who recorded the video also suggested that people spend their money as soon as possible and enjoy their life, as one never knows how much time they have left.
2: This video struck me because this is just a small to medium-sized city. What is it like in big cities?
5: In December and January, these two months, the number of people who died in Beijing, Shanghai, and small counties was 10 times higher than usual. So in China, let's say, we have 12 months a year, then the amount of deaths per month is the same as for a whole year. So how many deaths are there really?
1: A prominent Chinese intellectual with a master's degree from Harvard disclosed the following information on Twitter in December 2022. Beijing has seen 8,000 daily deaths, a fourfold increase. The peak death toll was 10,700 on December 21st, 2022. A cold meat warehouse has been opened to house 15,000 corpses because the mortuaries in every hospital are full. However, there are more corpses piled up outside. Beijing's party leader, while having a fever, cried out loud when he witnessed this. China Affairs Analyst Qing Peng gives his
6: estimate.
1: Every
3: crematorium is basically five to ten times more crowded than usual. China's death toll is about 10 million per
6: year.
3: There is a large backlog of unfinished bodies, so we estimate 10 million to 20 million deaths as the total number, which is fairly conservative.
1: Do similar situations in the city occur in rural China? The answer remains unclear because there is little to no official information available in rural areas. But that's a huge information loss, given nearly 160 million more people live in rural China than in the entire U.S. And virtually all of these people were poorly prepared for the virus wave.
4: Because in many other countries, rural population is not as large and not as underserved and the elderly have been vaccinated more aggressively.
1: China's official vaccination rate is 90 percent but it's misleading to think China is fully vaccinated. Earlier in 2022 vaccination efforts in China came to a halt as resources were redirected towards zero COVID-19 policy testing programs. So far, one third of the high risk older population have not been fully vaccinated. And 15% of China's population were compromised by other health problems.
4: So those are the two accelerants, as I'm calling them, that are gonna make the eventual calculation of the death toll in China worse than it might have been.
1: The highly vulnerable segment comprises over 300 million people while under china's abrupt transition from
3: a state of absolute zero covid 19 a form of isolation to a state of complete freedom in fact many people's immune systems failed owing to the sudden suppression and testing leading to death
1: but even those vaccinated received doses that only protect against the virus's original strain That's because Chinese vaccines were developed based on earlier variants. They are considered ineffective against current strains.
3: So in this case, we believe the mortality rate in China could be
1: even higher. The theory of Dunbar's numbers holds that we can only really maintain about 150 connections at once, limited by a ratio between our brain size and group size.
5: Using the rule of 150, we can also estimate how tragic the situation is in terms of death.
1: In mid-January, a Chinese official's daughter wrote on Twitter that 17 of her friends and relatives had died in less than a month.
5: According to the 150 rule, 17 divided by 150 is 11.3%. In other words, if 11.33% is supplied to the entire country, then there are actually over 100 million deaths, correct? Of course, deaths are unevenly distributed. However, it can partially reflect the extent of this outbreak, even among people that I know that have lost relatives.
1: During the outbreak, media reported on a shortage of coffins in China's countryside, where people prefer to bury bodies rather than offer cremation funeral costs also
5: skyrocketed. A number of places have reported that multiple families in a village are holding funerals on the same day. And there are such families in a village every day. There are many such reports. The countryside has been dotted with many new graves everywhere.
2: Under these circumstances, the death toll for China will certainly differ from what has been calculated in the past like hundreds of thousands, millions, or tens of millions. These are definitely not the scale at this time.
1: There are other practices in China that will likely increase the death total. Due to surging demand, crematories have reportedly been placing multiple corpses in one furnace at a time. High death rates also lead to difficulty in cremating bodies, resulting in a lower cremation rate. Meaning more people would prefer to bury bodies rather than opt for cremation. That lowers the cremation rate compared to China's official figure of 58% in 2021. To calculate a more accurate picture of the COVID-19 pandemic's toll in China, Dr. Dong used an equation based on the official number of cremation furnaces and the cremation rate. Her result is staggering. We
2: calculated yeah. how long each furnace burns, and then multiplied it according to 365 days a year.
1: By multiplying 24 corpses per day per furnace by the total number of cremation furnaces and the number of days per year. Her total estimate lands around 58 million cremations in 2020 alone. In 2020, China had a cremation rate of over one half percent Taking into account that half may have been buried, the total number of deaths in China in 2020 could be a staggering 100 million.
2: And then we came back to make an overall estimate, which is around 380 million.
1: Dong's model estimates the number of COVID-19 deaths in China from 2020 to 2022 says her research aims to raise society's awareness of China's population problem.
2: We emphasize an order of magnitude, not the model itself. While some numbers may have deviations, we believe the size of the result is roughly accurate.
1: Her work is driven by the implausible mortality rates being reported by Chinese authorities during the pandemic.
2: If we're talking about a country, imagine that hundreds of millions of people have died around you in the past three or four years, and you don't know anything about it. Let's think about what it feels like. Do you think you'll be calm? Can you still sit in the house eating your breakfast and drinking coffee?
1: In January, Beijing and at least nine other cities stopped publishing quarterly cremation numbers for the end of 2022.
4: But I don't think that they could recover the, uh, the data internally to, to give a good idea of it. I think we're always going to be relying upon these external perspectives to get a sense of how much the impact was.
1: In contrast to China's official figures, the researchers' estimates were far different. Could there be an explanation?
4: In the case of India, you're looking at a similar similar situation to China where there was, I think in China, there was clearly an active decision after April of 2020 to suppress the data. Pretty much as completely, and that's continuing.
1: That's by only looking at the numbers and trying to interpret them. Yet the numbers Calhoun sees from Chinese officials, quote, scream manipulation.
4: There is an intentional, an intention on the part of the government in China to uh, conceal the information, to uh, misrepresent the extent of the impact.
1: One argument for Beijing's data suppression to sustain its zero COVID-19 claim. The policy has become a signature of Chinese Communist leader Xi Jinping, rolled out across China since the citywide lockdown of Wuhan in 2019. He called it a people's war or the nation's struggle to defeat an invisible enemy.
0: Human power can win the battle against the virus. And it's totally fitting to the racism and communist ideology.
1: Xi insisted the policy was best for the country, despite mounting evidence suggesting the contrary. Yet still, China's official data backs up his claim. The figure marks China with the lowest death rate of any major country worldwide, a COVID-19 mortality rate nearly 60 times lower than the U.S and Eleven times lower than Korea's, nine times lower than New Zealand's, and five times lower than Singapore's. All three countries had strict virus policies, along with better health care and higher effective vaccination rates.
4: China's prestige, China, Beijing's prestige, the, the regime's prestige, is based upon this um, idea that they are really, they're just good managers of of everything. That going on in the country.
0: So they can use all kinds of ways to present a very wonderful story like whole world buying it.
1: Due to patchy or lacking data, there are very few official numbers that reflect COVID-19 deaths for China. This has fueled some theories, like Beijing's zero COVID-19 policy has actually stopped most COVID-19 deaths. Though not everyone bought the story, At the very least, low to zero official numbers have caused some disbelief about COVID-19 deaths in China.
5: Survivorship bias. To put it bluntly, dead men can't talk.
1: That marks the most challenging part of our investigation into China's COVID-19 death toll. During the ongoing pandemic, it has been difficult to find out what has happened to COVID-19 victims in China. They couldn't write books, make videos, or post online about what happened to them. In the case of those still living, their family members, their voices were suppressed by officials amid China's strict censorship.
5: That's why you can't feel the tragedy. The first is that the CCP blocked and covered up the death. Second, disasters occur on different scales, and they're not evenly distributed, so people feel it differently.
1: For example, a now U.S. resident who lost multiple family members to Beijing's virus surge voices very different views on the outbreak.
5: Within eight days, they lost five close relatives.
1: He said his grandmother and uncle-in-law had tested positive for COVID-19 before they died, while his father, father-in-law, and uncle died of heart disease, asthma, and lung infection. None of them were entered into China's official COVID-19 death count.
5: This creates the illusion that ordinary people will feel the one country and two worlds idea under the CCP system.
0: The Chinese government has been push out these lies in the public health data for, for decades. So they know how to fabricate the data.
6: It's
1: a long-standing practice in China's authoritarian one-party system. Officials set a target and force the facts to fit the number. But if we look beyond the official numbers from China, there is some information we can't trust, those written in history. They show Beijing's well-documented censorship of public health crises.
7: There are too many such cases. In the past few decades, scholars in public health, epidemiology and medicine, some of them have publicly accused the Chinese regime of covering up the facts.
1: Alice Chen is a Taiwanese public health expert. She revealed a tragic story during China's public health crisis back in 2003, during the severe acute respiratory syndrome, known as SARS outbreak. Officials initially underreported infection rates and falsely claimed that the outbreak was under control. This caused the illness to spread rapidly. During a business trip to Hong Kong, Chen met a Taiwanese man doing business in China. He told her what happened at his factory in China in 2003. As a result, many workers suddenly developed cold-like symptoms, followed by high fevers. No medicines worked. So he let those sick workers return home. They were mainly migrant workers from poorer rural areas.
7: He said a few days after, one of the workers called him and started to cry. Upon returning to his hometown, the young man told the boss that he couldn't find his home or his village. The entire village was wiped out and he couldn't find it.
1: During the SARS epidemic, China reported about 300 deaths. Over the last decades, Human Rights Watch has documented numerous instances of Beijing censorship during other public health crises. In the 2000s, hundreds of thousands of children were poisoned by lead, as China became known as the world's factory in the 2000s. Parents and journalists looking for information about that problem were harassed. In 2004, China suppressed information about a series of blood-selling schemes. Reports estimated at least 1 million people got HIV from state-sponsored unsanitary blood-for-money programs. In 2008, Chinese media were banned from reporting on infants being poisoned by toxin-laced milk powder formula. Around 300,000 children were sickened and six died due to the poisoned milk. In 2018, Chinese authorities detained journalists, activists, lawyers, and families of vaccine victims for exposing China's faulty vaccine problems. Critiques posted online were also censored.
2: Once you tell a
7: lie, you may have to tell more lies to cover it up. If you don't do that, people will know it's a lie and they won't believe you again. If the regime loses the hearts of the people, it will lose its rule. So it can only keep lying and using its previous means.
1: One of the biggest tragedies of modern history highlights this mindset, the famine that occurred between 1958 and 1962 in China. The most shocking part wasn't the death total, but that for over two decades, No one was sure whether it had even taken place.
5: The great leap forward led to three years of famine. Approximately at least 30 to 40 million people in the country starved to death at that time.
1: At least 30 million people starved to death, a conclusion by American demographers in the mid-1980s.
5: Even though so many people died of starvation, Big cities like Beijing and Shanghai still have a lot of traffic on their streets. The information was very limited.
1: That's because during that time, anyone who admitted there were food shortages were violently punished and declared enemies of socialism. Even today, there are still many missing pieces. In one instance, there is evidence that the Communist Party produced different versions of the same report, and lower ranking officials were given lower figures. It left Chinese authorities to believe that controlling the past is the key to the regime's future. So what about this time? How much damage did the COVID-19 cataclysm have on China? Who was to blame? How long will Beijing keep the true numbers secret? And will the actual death toll exceed expectations? Perhaps a more important question is, can the Chinese Communist Party get away with it this time?
4: There was uh, an immediate reaction in many circles to uh, try to avoid appearing to blame the Chinese uh, government or the Chinese uh, health authorities when the outbreak occurred. And it's breaking down and and, uh, now um, more and more people are prepared, including the WHO has now retracted some of its positive statements in the early, early days and, and pointed out with the ways in which China has not cooperated particularly well.
2: If the CCP or officials disagree with our calculation of a 380 million COVID-19 death toll, they are very welcome to respond with real Chinese demographic data.
0: I think uh, people INSIDE CHINA, THERE WILL BE SOMEONE WHO has THE COURAGE TO SAVE THE DATA, THE TRUE DATA.
1: ACCORDING TO Lin, CHINESE AUTHORITIES HAVE REPORTEDLY ORDERED HOSPITALS TO SYNC THEIR DATA WITH China CDC AND THE PUBLIC HEALTH COMMISSION. THAT MEANS THE TWO DATABASES ARE VERY DIFFERENT. IT IMPLIES THAT CHINA'S HOSPITAL SYSTEM MAY ...keep a true record of how many people die and are hospitalized due to COVID-19.
0: The truth uh, but may not be the uh, right time for them to come to the public at this moment.
1: Lin urges any medical professional with a conscience in China to step forward and tell the world what happened. And if anyone is able to do it, they must act now.